you see that the entire team has a, feels a sense of ownership towards the brand and that sense of ownership uh, lets each member go the extra mile you are listening to revenue machine the podcast dedicated to revenue management in car rental we have created it to enhance your January zone I'm Emmanuel Scuto, the founder and CEO of WeYield and a revenue machinist. My ambition is to give knowledge and share experience to get inspiration. To do what? To reach a new level of performance, but also to have a better clarity and more freedom in the way you do your job every day. And today uh, we are recording from Beirut with Shadi uh, at, uh, in Lebanon. That's a great opportunity uh, to meet you because we are working f- together for that, what, six, six, eight months, I six, would say now. Well, we know but for longer. The first time we touched base was in 2019. Yeah, that's right. So um, um, I just arrived today in, in Beirut on the way to, to Middle East to go further east, I would yeah. say. And I, it's really my pleasure to, to see you uh, physically for the first time in France and your team in uh, at advance us too by the way we were very excited to have you but it doesn't count it's a one-day visit it doesn't count <laughs> absolutely you know Lebanese hospitality you need to stay at least one week okay I you know there's a saying that actually because we've known about our cuisine so we weigh the guest the day he arrives and then we weigh him the, the day he, la- he leaves the increase in weight is a proof that uh, that shows how good we how good we did actually. Excellent. Okay, so that's that. I, I, I keep this, and next time I will stay. <coughs> I will stay longer. Um, would you Would you like to introduce yourself? Who you are? What yeah, is your so, age? Um, what so is the company? Um, I'm uh, Shadi Younes. I've uh, I'm 43. I've been in the car rental business since uh, since I was 20. Actually, I was still in university when I uh, when the idea okay so the idea of uh, opening a car rental came to my uh, father because the situation like that I was 21 actually okay um, it was right uh, right around uh, the incidents of September 11 where you know the mainly there was kind of uh, the tourism from the GCC moved a bit from Europe to uh, to Lebanon. There was a boom in the uh, tourism industry in Lebanon around Be- because that. there were like uh, the, the uh, Euro. I don't remember exactly, but yes, there was like a much more um, difficulty for GCC travelers or the, the for the Gulf travelers to go to Europe, but they did not want to go there, or they yeah, were I like. Do, I do, uh, we. I don't really. Uh, uh, re- remember exactly what were the, uh, the, the 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 reasons, but we saw that actually tourism already tourism was on the high since the mid nineties in Lebanon, and uh, given that we are in the automotive industry and uh, my um, we uh, we had dealt with several car rentals as clients, you know, my father had dealt with several car rentals as clients. He, he saw an opportunity in this sector and since we have very good uh, knowledge of the automotive industry we just needed to learn the service part 
because he was already, uh, I think it was like Nissan, that's right, yes. he's a Nissan yes. dealer, he was already at that time? Yes, we okay. were, uh, in fact, uh, the, we, the family is in the automotive industry since 1948, so my grandfather. Ah, Nissan yeah. already at that time? Uh, no, at that time it was uh, uh, GM, General Motors. Then we got that son, which... Uh, in Korea now? No, that son is Nissan. It's, uh, tw- the, Nis- initially, that son, then it became Nissan. Okay. So, uh, I think in the 70s. Uh, well, I'm not sure about the dates. Anyways, so uh, we, we knew very well uh, the automotive industry. We knew the uh, how to maintain uh, vehicles very well. And um, all we needed to learn was the rental part of the business. So uh, this is where... Um, uh, so I was sent to do a training in a different car rental. Uh, who's, who are also friends of uh, who were friends of my father at the time, and they knew that we were actually opening uh, a car rental business. They are our competitors, but our allies now as well. We we have a very good relationship with them. And at that time, you were doing some studies that were <coughs> yes, related was, to the, to this business. Or no, no, nothing? I was actually I was a student in uh, <laughs> I was a student in computer engineering initially. When I when I went uh, did the training uh, at uh, at uh, actually City Car, and um, but then I changed majors and uh, I ended up uh, doing a minor in marketing and uh, information technology. So I didn't finish uh, as an engineer. That was my first failure. It was heavy. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, for, for some time, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that actually I had more potential in uh, in providing services or hospitality hospitality services. I kind of uh, have a natural way of uh, providing good service as from a personal level. And uh, my father was also pretty much into uh, uh, very service-oriented and also pretty um, avant-gardiste at the time in marketing. And that was like a, a very good uh, base to start. So we Did you add at that time, a, a, so it was uh, just at the beginning of 2000s, you had some already some car rental like usually we see like the big brands like Avis. Earth, yeah, they were they were all here since. Okay, so the car rental business in Lebanon uh, started again after the civil war and uh, then early nineteen nineties, like nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety two. But uh, and um, it it the sector grew a lot actually uh, in the two thousand between the mid 90s and to the mid 2000s. This was like the boom of the car rental uh, business in Lebanon. And uh, uh, we, so the idea was, we, the idea was that um, we create a brand uh, that has a very, uh, that's, that looks very similar to all multinational, the multinationals, the big ones like calling it advanced instead of calling it uh, 
any uh, Arabic name, uh, just to give it a certain uh, standard. We took the colors from the Lebanese flag, like red and white, and uh, uh, and you started with how many cars at, the, at that time? We started with a fleet of thirty vehicles. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, the, the idea was, uh, that's just what I wanted to say and I missed. So the idea was to look, to, de to deal with the, with the customer of the rent-a-car as if he was a hotel guest. So to provide not only the car, actually it wasn't about providing the car, it was providing the experience since day one. And this is why uh, we worked on, at the time we were the, among the few rental cars with a uniform in order to stand out when we welcome a guest uh, a lot of uh, a lot of work was uh, done on the details of how we deliver the vehicles how we hand out the contract you know the etiquette of a five-star hotel applied to a to a rental car that was your inspiration, those yes, five-star hotels. Yes, he used to. the The idea was you know, to look to, to look at five-star hotels, a uh, five-star hotels, and try to provide a similar experience. Because okay, you you sleep in a hotel and you stay in the car to drive around, so you need to make the car as friend as homey as possible. This is why uh, since the beginning we had amenities in our vehicles, like. Uh, so when you enter a, when you enter a hotel room, there's a certain minimum of amenities available in order to make you comfortable. So uh, in our vehicles, uh, the tissue box, uh, a small pocket guide, a map, in order to to help you get around. Um, then we took it. We took this later to another level. Of, and I will get to that. And uh, the At first for this first level, I, I, I've never seen this. Huh? <clears throat> Sometimes eventually they offer some cam rentals. I see uh, a bottle, a small bottle of, uh, of water. water, but that's it. Those details with these amenities. I'm going to I'm going to show you the welcome kit. I don't know if I ever told you about it. No, I'll show you. The, it is in the car you, you came with. OK. I think. Anyway, so well, I'll get to that. OK, sorry. Right. But, but now I just remembered uh, that um, also, one of the things, okay, you look at all car rental counters, all car rental counters or most car rental counters are high. If you look at uh, now when you came in, our car rental desks desk. are low because we wanted to build relationships with our customers. We didn't want uh, the experience to be fast moving. We want them to sit, the welcome drink would, uh, a welcome drink would be served that's as if you were checking into a five-star hotel. The welcome drink is red. It's uh, initially it used to be rose uh, rose water, uh -huh. which uh, which is uh, has a reddish color. But then we realized that people weren't drinking the entire, and it's served in a fleet de champagne. But then we realized that uh, the guests weren't drinking it entirely, and uh, it's because it's high in sugar, and that's uh, you know from the healthy perspective health perspective, uh, they, they would like have a sip or two and not more. So, so we started, uh, 
actually uh, providing pomegranate juice, which is also red, looks like the brand in the same medan. It, uh, this is what we serve whenever a guest uh, checks in to uh, pick up his car. Hi. Uh, yeah, and and uh, we were also uh, one of the things that the, the internet era was. I'm talking two thousand and one. <coughs> at the time, the the at the time the search engine was MSN and Yahoo mm-hmm. before Google. And even choosing advanced as a name was important because at the time you would also look for, if you want to look for a car rental, you would look in indexes. And uh, indexes are organized in alphabetical order. So hence why we were focused on getting a name that starts with an A. And advanced, it's AD, so it's about, it's before Avis by order. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I know this down because for me, I think it was one of the reasons why the Accor group also has been created Accor with AC. Yeah. It's because to be ranked in the uh, in stock exchange index on the top uh, than the others. So that, that's important at yeah. that time, yes. Now with Google, uh, yeah. it's a little yes, bit more complex, course. but yes, okay. But, but back then, uh, we had... Um, so we were okay. So directly, we had a website whereby, at the time, in, in, in 11, 2000s? 2001. Wow. Or uh, at the time, not all current, not all local car rentals had websites. Uh, and we, one of the things, one of the KPIs that we used to look at the most, is how to answer our emails very fast. So at the time, the smart there was no smartphones. So in order to know that we received an email, we had, I remember we had uh, uh, subscribed to an SMS service. Whenever we receive an email, we get an SMS notification that we received an email. And uh, we used to answer directly. We always had uh, our uh, laptops with us. Even if we were at a dinner or where someone was supposed to answer very fast. This is how we, we were kind of online without being online. <laughs> and we used to connect via infrared to a GPRS, uh, GPRS telephone. This is how Ex- we used to get the connection. Ah, ouais. so, ah, ouais. Yeah. So but the, <coughs> now there is a link with your your scholarship, even though you said you, you, you did not become engineer in computer yeah, yeah, science, I'm, I'm still you had, you had this, uh, let's say, this fiber, this, uh, this, this I two, don't know what you two, say two, that. Two, two good traits from uh, that background. One, I like uh, to analyze numbers a lot, and this is why... Uh, <laughs> I see it on our day today, yes. Yes, I know. And two, uh, it's, uh, I do have a sort of a technical mind when it comes to... Uh, Technology and keeping up to date with uh, being up to date with uh, technology and software. Uh, and that the, the the advance like boom instantly, like ramp up very quickly, or it it took time. Very the- good question. So the first year, two thousand and one to two thousand and two, was frustrating because we were able to rent cars only through uh, travel agencies, hotels. We didn't have much direct customers. 
and uh, because our initial office was in a in an in an area that's not very um, visited by tourists so uh, the alternative was to open a, a branch at the airport in order to start sourcing direct uh, direct walk-ins those big brands those international brands were there at that yes. time already okay but also uh, being at the airport was very expensive for a car rental with 30 40 vehicles so uh, we uh, the, f the first idea was to open in a very tourism a tourist area in Mount Lebanon at a, and have a hotel desk in the main hotel there uh, that would be a way moving away from competition because there was there weren't many car rentals in that area for, for the one who does not know um, um, uh, Beirut yeah. Mount Lebanon is like the, the super center? No, no. Mount Lebanon is not Beirut. Mount Lebanon is a province. Ah, okay. It's a different province, but it's it's heavily visited by the GCC. Uh, so the Gulf, uh, Gulf customers like. that want to come uh, spend summer in a somewhat, uh, somehow uh, nice weather because the weather in Mount Lebanon, it's uh, no, it's like uh, you're at 800 meters. It's very it's pleasant. Fresh. It's fresh. Ah, wait, okay. So when we, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the f we had some complications setting up that branch and uh, we, we, we couldn't get it started because of some um, legalities. Then came the idea of uh, downtown branch. And downtown branch uh, was a showcase. So it was a, it was a, it was a very elegant modern uh, kiosk, uh, all in glass. So it's kind of everything is you could see uh, you, transparency. You could mm -hmm. see how things are done inside. Extremely well uh, designed, well decorated, uh, with the brand identity, of course. And it was literally it can't be more central. It's like in Beirut Central District. It's a standalone. It's not part of a building, so it was like it's a billboard and an office at the same time, and it had the cars parked right next to it. So because it was on the corner of a parking lot, and the cars were parked one next to the other, all covered in a red uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a red cover, basically with the, with our logo on it. So when you cross that street, you cannot but see it, and it looks very nice. Was it a bit of design? Like, did you take this inspiration from the dealers also? Because those dealers usually they have some glass uh, yeah, yeah. display. You can see the cars. Usually the cars are very well displayed in the within yes. the store. Maybe we, again, we have an automotive background, anyway. and uh, also um, uh, it, we we again the the counters are desks. They're not high counters. So the entire uh, the entire setup is very welcoming, and we were always focused to be uh, a. We, at the, initially, we were like a boutique car rental with a personalized service, where um, uh, we intend to have the same customer come back to us. Again, especially that I, whether it was GCC customers or Lebanese expats, 
were people that come more than once per year. So we didn't have a mindset of a transactional uh, car rental where you have one million people, different people coming every year and they probably will never come back again. Mm -hmm. So we were very oriented. We were uh, set up in a way to cater for repeated uh, customers and we were extremely keen on retaining uh, the business from uh, from August. It's funny that uh, we have guests that we used to, that uh, we used to receive in 2003 and they were single uh, age 24 25 now they are still our and they used to book economy vehicles now they are still our guests but they are family now and they book the larger SUVs and it's amazing how such a loyalty and uh, to the brand yes and the the interaction because khalas they're like family hey Yeah, and also one of the things that were an indicator that we were doing things right is that like you have one guy uh, coming from a family and then you have in a week or two later you have several people coming from the same family booking from uh, from us because with the word of mouth that was super good. Once there was it, we did a study I think in 2009 uh, 40% of bookings generated were from word of mouth actually. That's for me that's amazing because you know the car rental is so seen as a commodity now so even they don't care because they have the same car the same place almost at the same price and from you at the at day one you decided to invest everything into the service into the the, the welcoming the greeting of the customers in order to differentiate yourself yeah. uh, without focusing on the price or were you like at the same price as the others or were you more expensive? We were uh, at the same price or even uh, at a lower price uh, than the others because at the time we were building our database so we had to be very price competitive. To get market share and though we Though uh, our uh, uh, expenses were higher because to provide the service you needed a big infrastructure like from day one we had our service center from day one we had our body shop oh, yeah. but this gave us an advantage because we are the vehicles downtime is minimum whenever we have an accident uh, especially during the high season whenever we have accidents the the body shop works around the clock in order to keep the fleet moving uh, Also, uh, we st uh, also uh, again. Uh, sorry, another thing is that actually it's a reflection of uh, uh, we. Okay, so we did this because we thought this is the the image we want, but the product. The, the the results were actually uh, amazing because so we want we designed it to be uh, a super customer experience but what we didn't know it actually we created a great sales force which is our customers hey we yeah you know so there i've later on i discovered it because i've done several customer service uh, workshops and they actually If you have a customer that's 
somehow satisfied. He would come back or he would forget about you. It's, uh, it's a like a commodity experience. Mm -hmm. But if you have a customer that you kind of uh, sweep off his feet with uh, how good the service is and you make a good impact on, you turn this customer into what, they, what you call a raving fan, which is like the fan of the brand, that person will take charge and will definitely bring his friends, cousins, etc., to rent from you. And this is the this is the what we didn't foresee when we when we when we built everything. But uh, it was then we realized that this is the core. This is where should we should be focused. And uh, this is how we survive. Actually, this is how we grew and survived. Our corporate accounts, uh, most, some of, most of the corporate accounts now are corporate accounts that we signed 10 years or 15 years ago, and they're still... Uh, it's because th th this, uh, <coughs> this way of servicing, uh, of serving, sorry, the customer, was the same for the contract for the, the corporate accounts, mid-term, long-term, or short-term, yeah. and the retail as well, the, the individual direct. Yes. You didn't do any difference in terms of service. For you, it was exactly the same treatment. In, yeah, uh, obviously we've adapted. Uh, the, we've adapted uh, later on when we started more splitting uh, corporate and retail. We've adapted our uh, service for corporate uh, to to provide also, but for also focused on providing the best experience. So, uh, for instance, for the corporates. Uh, We've created, we were the first to create mobile service units. The mobile service units is a, is a mobile garage that serves uh, fleets on site. Like we go to the parking lot of, uh, for instance, Save the Children uh, in uh, the Bika, where they have like 40 vehicles rented from us. Instead of asking them to bring the cars for service, the garage will uh, go there, serve them on site. By tires, doing, oil change, etc. The basic by thing. Okay. By doing this, we uh, redu we uh, reduce the downtime for the customer, and we keep his fleet on the move. Because what we do, we go very early in the morning before they start using their vehicles. We have a list of what uh, what needs to be done, and we uh, we do it. We were the first to do this, and this. Mobile car, right? This, this, okay. So this was when, when initially, uh, we, you know, when we go, when we started doing sales calls and trying to see how we can expand our corporate business, we realized that the major point of pain of all uh, prospects was maintenance, especially when the vehicles are not in uh, are not in the close to the head uh, quarters of the car rentals because it used to be done by uh, subcontracting to uh, to other uh, garages in order to fix uh, to repair those cars or do the maintenance but the person repairing the car is not the car owner mm. and the person servicing the car is not the car owner so hence the amount of responsibility vis-a-vis -vis the vehicle by either by the person servicing the car or the customer 
is low and this is how you you wouldn't get that perfect uh, maintenance whereby when we are serving our vehicles we are serving they are ours and since we want to uh, and we are serving the vehicle for the most precious asset we have which is the customer it would be done in a much different way so uh, when uh, when uh, when we start when we started seeing the points of pain of uh, customers we realized that there was an opportunity in this to create a competitive advantage and it worked so you always been let's say at the at the early stage of a lot of improvement a lot of innovation i would say in this yeah, in this yeah, business yeah. because even though like a mobile uh, a mobile garage to do a small maintenance we see it especially for uh, the window shield provided by uh, the famous american guy who changed the, the glass after the window shield i forgot the name um, uh, but like to do it for the short term uh, for the car rental I've never seen that so yeah. and it's good because you, usually the guy said ah I need to go to the garage and leave the car and then I need to, either I will use the taxi to go back to work and then I go back at night at 5pm you know, to get it back it's, yes it's a friction it's a ideally it's a pain yeah. it's uh, actively listening to uh, actively listening to customers issues and uh, trying to be the trying to be the solution yeah, so that's the mindset and did you, because you added this in your blood by, by DNA, but how did you, how do you share this with your staff? Because it's not sometimes easy to make sure that those guys will, will, uh, will feel the same, will react the same. Definitely. It's, uh, it has to do with the recruitment and there's a, there's a nice sense of, uh, I don't know, again, this is one of the things we're, uh, because we are kind of now institutionalizing the business, so this advanced. Is, you yes, mean advanced yes, care? we're trying to make, turn it into an institution independent of the family. So uh, one of the one of the things that's tricky is how to preserve that uh, sense. You see that the entire team has a, feels a sense of ownership towards the brand. And that sense of ownership uh, lets each member go the extra mile. So whether you, whether the person that greets you, the guest assistant greeting you at the airport, or the person washing the car, preparing the car, they all feel that the car, the company is theirs. I, I this is hard to uh, hard to explain or to document or to turn into an SOP. That's it. I was discussing with uh, with the the, 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 the staff, and uh, some of them told me that uh, oh, uh, you know, advance. I said, okay, how long have you been working in the company, etc. He said, okay, uh, since a lot of years, but for me, uh, advance is a family. Yeah, yeah. They had this this feeling, you know, even though the guy was just a driver, but he said me that. So that's uh, I, I, I was in Spain. Recently, and I saw our client uh, there. And when you arrive at the office at, in Barcelona, I, I saw the guy with the managing director not shaking hands to his staff, even though he was like asking, uh, giving a big hello and etc. But he was hugging them, he gave them a hug, and said, "Wow, it's not things that we see uh, so often." So it's a kind of really strong relationship between the, the boss and the staff. 
that I think is much more than simply a hierarchical uh, uh, difference or... Uh, in, was in the service industry, I think uh, it's all about the staff. And it's, it's all about uh, being able to convey the same uh, spirit uh, but with everyone. And, and do you, because you said that you are focusing a lot on the recruitment, but also do you have a, do you train them on a regular basis yes. in order to see, to, to, yes. to learn from, I don't know, mistakes or things yes. in order to, to, and, to, to improve? Uh, we, we, okay, so for, uh, we've always do at least two or three workshops per year for customer service and they all uh, join. We used to get uh, uh, like uh, coaches from abroad or um, Uh, consultants to uh, locally or from abroad to provide those workshops but I think over the years now uh, personally after 22 years uh, in the industry now we started creating this in-house uh, and uh, like we said that we this year we set up like uh, we're setting up the uh, staff meeting once every two weeks whereby we focus on one topic and then everyone should contribute and share a story in order like uh, like an incident and how he resolved it and we talk about it we, we're still like uh, building this because this is a project for this year mm -hmm. but I believe that uh, uh, we over the years we've learned a lot also from each other so uh, and uh, since we've already uh, undergone so many trainings, especially the ones that have been here for like 15 years, they all can provide trainings to the ones that are, that are new. So uh, <clears throat> I think this is how we're gonna be uh, going for now. And also, as always, keep an eye on what's new uh, and what's happening abroad, because this is one of the main things that uh, we keep looking at, like, For instance, how I got to meet you, you know, I just uh, wasn't looking in the local market. I was seeing <laughs> what's happening out there. And uh, uh, for instance, I was always impressed by the enterprise model. And uh, I Which see is a family business yes, at the beginning. Of the family origin. business that's focused a lot on customer retention. Yes. Because they are in the replacement business. So they focus a lot on the same people renting their cars mm -hmm. and I see a lot of I used to see a lot of similarities in this and then I got to learn about more about the brand and see that we I, 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 I think that we are on the right track because I've seen where they you know, where they started and where they became <laughs> maybe you will end up at one million car once we don't know <laughs> on the expansion uh, of that, that's, that, that's not my that's not the intention <laughs> okay <laughs> And um, um, do you, I, I see many companies that are, track or are tracking also the NPS, the net promoter score. Do you ask this with the customers or in fact you don't need it because the, retain, the, the, the repeaters and the level of your lo loyalty speaks by itself. Which means the customer it's, evaluation? Well, it's a kind of things, you know, either you are a promoter, so yes, I would like to rent again and it's like they put a score. Uh, you send them an email or something. We we do something different. We do something different. This is very interesting. But we do something that gives the same, I guess, uh, output. 
but differently. So what we do is actually we do follow-up calls because again we are pers- we want to keep the per- the service personalized. So uh, we do a follow-up call after the rental with several questions that are rated from one to ten, ten being the best, and. Um, we measure the KPIs of the experience through those answers and we get an overall uh, score at the end. This is how we do it. Okay. And you have, the good thing with this is like in not only to have scores, you have also some verbatims because the people, they can talk and they, yes. so you can note some their, the way they have felt the spirit, the way they have seen it, some ver- ver- uh, words that eventually you can use your own, your own communication on your website etc yes exactly. it's fantastic those testimonials in verbatim and also one very very strong uh, uh, item thing actually is that the fact that we are sure nobody leaves unhappy our slogan is we drive you happy so by doing this follow-up call we're sure that our uh, if there is a problem, we deal with it directly, and we we literally uh, go over and above to make sure that no one is unhappy with the service. And you know, mistakes do happen. It's uh, mistakes do happen, problems do occur. However, this is where uh, this is where. This is an opportunity to shine. It's mm. how you deal with it and how you turn this problem or this uh, misunderstanding into a positive outcome. This is what uh, actually this is one of the things that that's a big contributor in um, in making uh, in making us you know where we are today and putting us where we are today actually. And how do you? Uh now with those more than 20 years of experience if you start at 2021 how do you continue to progress how do you continue to get inspiration um, you, you, you should always uh, I'm, we, I'm always on the look and having an open mind you so yeah I like for instance how the idea of how did I get the idea how did I know about yield management actually for instance ah, well, that's a good uh, that's a good yes. topic how did you know about <coughs> yield management and when so uh, a friend of mine was developing a software for uh, for an airline and uh, that he wa- we were having a discussion and he said the trickiest part was the pricing uh, because there are so many parameters that needs to be analyzed and I was thinking I was relating that actually yes Ma, we're, we're similar you know it's a, it's a similar uh, business and then a few years later uh, came uber and we were uh, open to the uber uh, you know when uber first came to Lebanon they needed uh, a fleet and we 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 took it as an opportunity to rent vehicles and we partnered with them we were partner zero 
and partner zero is mean the first partner. This is okay. what they call us. Ah, yes. Okay. <coughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Partner zero and driver zero were advanced. <laughs> so um, I learned how the, the model, uh, there's the search. And I was like, okay, we need to find a way to adapt this uh, to, uh, to our business. When was it? 2011. Okay. Uh, sorry, 14. 2014. 2014. So this is where the, the and I used to try and uh, increase, decrease discounts based on uh, demand and uh, like if we have a lot of cars on the park, we uh, we should lower the price. But it wasn't really. C'était uh, it's like test, test and measure, test and learn, test and measure, trial and error, but nothing uh, scientific. Mm -hmm. So uh, fast forward, we uh, we so we used to use a uh, that's interesting. We used to use a local uh, local car, local locally developed car rental software that was done on Access. Microsoft Access, and it didn't have a booking uh, booking engine. Booking engine. So uh -huh. we used to do the bookings on Excel, and uh, for a fleet of three hundred vehicles, I think back then, it was hard labor, uh -huh. and it was something I was I used to refuse to uh, delegate. Just to do it on my, my by myself. Spend my day coloring, and all bookings I used to sign. I used to need to sign them off. But this meant that I enter the office at eight and leave at eight. Seven days a, a week. Seven days a week. Yeah, right. And th then at some point, and this is I think where uh, things started changing. Uh, uh, one of uh, one of the people that used to work with me you used to sit next to me and learned how to do it and then he started doing it himself that was I think 2011 12 by 2014 I wasn't doing this anymore and I had uh, more uh, more time to look at different things actually and uh, I started doing a training with a with a business coach in order to develop, uh, develop uh, advanced. Who was who was he or he, she? He was. His name is uh, Jamil Samani. I owe him a lot, by the way. And uh, Jamil Samania. Yes, uh, Samani. He's uh, he's the franchisee of Action Coach. And he he had enlisted many ideas. Uh, in my head and how to improve sales, improve revenues, uh, things of the sort, and how to not to say no, uh, not to say no, actually, and always try to think of, uh, f you know, it furthered my, um, my, uh, it, for, it, it, how do we say it? Because I'm sometimes I think in Arabic, so there's a there's a there's a lag. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but but so uh, when uh, Jamil was uh, when I was working with Jamil uh, at that time, I was like, 
not really actively seeking growth anymore uh, on a on a on a on a business level on a and on a personal level and this is where i got into scuba diving by the way uh, because you know at i remember that there was a time so the company was growing very fast again this is one thing i've missed we started that from we started with 30 vehicles now we're at we reached a time where we were at 1400 in like 2015 something no or? no to, to, to 2019 we reached 1400 so in uh, the, the growth is exponential and uh, we we were always reinvesting in the fleet only the fleet growing the fleet of obviously and the team but because they go uh, side by side and the f uh, and uh, we we got into uh, we got uh, very creative in the way to get uh, financial uh, facilities we got really creative in that uh, in, in that part of the the business so there was a point when I went I went I had a big deal with an INGO and, oh, and that time also we were the among maybe the only ones that saw the opportunities with INGO that was uh, with the INGOs that was in we, we identified the first time the value of not the value but we identified them as a niche in post the July war of 2006 the, the Israeli uh, partial invasion of the south. So after the end of uh, the July war, uh, a lot of humanitarian uh, aid came to the south. And uh, we had rented, the, we had already rented vehicles to the press back then. So uh, the INGOs coming saw our tags on the vehicles and they called us uh, actually the UN World Food Program called us the in the beginning in order to uh, provide them with vehicles and I understood from them that there's a lot of other INGOs coming towards in the south so we opened a branch in the south right post the war and uh, I uh, I went and stayed in uh, Tyr for three months with one uh, one, one, uh, one team member actually <coughs> and uh, in order to try and secure as much contracts as possible with uh, the international NGOs and it was a success it was nice that actually I remember very well that the park the parking lots the NGOs usually take their offices one next to the other so the parking lots were kind of shared so you'd go to a parking lot you'd see maybe four cars from advanced and other from different brands mainly the big ones but slowly two weeks three weeks later you see advanced increasing and the other ones decreasing <laughs> so because nice we were there we were physically there Anyway. Okay. Uh, so later in 2011, with the Syrian crisis, the NGOs came back in different areas, and we saw the we saw the 
we saw the opportunity and since we've understood exactly what they need and how they function and we had already worked with them and we had tailored our service to accommodate their requests it was very easy to get to get their business and we were practically maybe the only one or we were the major supplier for the NGOs at that time so i go i want to uh, to i needed to buy more vehicles for a big contract and uh, i couldn't find uh, we couldn't find any uh, facilities financial facilities and uh, the dealers were uh, were like you know you're heavily exposed uh, with us and uh, we cannot provide you with more vehicles there's too much concentrated risk with you guys <coughs> so um, uh, I went to Rimco Nissan it's the family mm -hmm. and I told them uh, I spoke with uh, with the chairman and I was like you know I want to uh, get those vehicles He's, uh, he told me like you know uh, you're you're too you 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 are too driven by growth. You need to understand that at some point you need to stop. So yeah, I took this at heart, <laughs> and um, and uh, then uh, I took this at heart, and uh, I was like, okay, fine. This is what we can do. And I started realizing that after eleven a.m. or twelve noon I have nothing to do I usually get customers if I cannot get vehicles I cannot get more customers so I have nothing to do and uh, this is where I started diving actually every day <laughs> every day every day every day <clears throat> so in 2014 we you, okay we definitely we kept maintaining the service and optimizing what we have. So uh, when I when I started working with Jamil, he was like, oh, "No, Shadi, it's not true. You can always grow. You should find a way." But and he started pushing me on doing uh, like modifications with uh, uh, with uh, the products offering, how we are packaging this uh, the the service, etc. And I got uh, motivated back. Uh, Heda, and then uh, I found a way to convince uh, banks on a new financing. Uh, this is why I said we're very innovative in how we finance our fleet <coughs> and a new financing scheme. And uh, it, uh, we again we started, we made another giant leap forward and another giant leap forward i think 2014 we had around 500 vehicles by 2019 we had more than doubled which is in five years time we went from 500 to 1400 okay and uh, uh, so also one of the things that uh, Jamil insisted on is uh, to get a software. You need to get out of this access and manual Excel sheet and get a proper software. And uh, this is how I uh, started working with Rentway. 
from GMPsoft, the yes, Portuguese yes. Uh, company. Yes. And uh, I remember that the first call with Jose was like I was looking at a magician or a, like a wizard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and especially uh, you know he has he has worked with so many uh, car rentals, so he understands the business very well as well. So it it went very well with uh, and um, one of the things that uh, so when uh, while conversing while conversing with uh, Jose back then Jose came twice to Beirut during like from 2017 to 19. So one of the times we were conversing uh, we were talking and he and I was telling him you know I want to set up dynamic pricing yet I don't know how you know. How do you, you know? I need to really know how to do it uh, logically, and this is where he suggested he gave me your contacts, and this is how uh, I started work. I get you know. Uh, I initially wanted, I budgeted to work with you in two thousand nineteen, but uh, it had to wait for two years. And, uh, <laughs> I think that uh, something happened uh, in nineteen yeah. and twenty. <clears throat> Uh, yes, I mean, you know, no, nothing happened in the world between 19 and 22. It was uh, pretty calm. We can write them off. For the one who will listen in, in 40 years, you know, that's yeah, yeah. The, there was the, the, a big pandemic that yes. was the strongest pandemic called the COVID-19. And uh, yeah, that was a big thing that almost locked down the entire world and stopped all the travels. And uh, yeah. it was amazing. And we, there was some pandemic before. But this one was this super one was, big. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, this one was optimized. <laughs> so one of the things how we survived the pandemic is interest is very interesting actually. So the the again we learned the hard way that our business is um, okay. So the rental car business in general uh, has a problem with seasonality. So to offset seasonality, we created um, we decided to have a, a corporate portfolio that generates enough revenue and us to sustain l'hiver uh, dur. So um, difficult times, yes. And difficult times, the hard winter. Yes. So uh, we um, again, so we, we started and uh, also we have the seasonality issue and in Lebanon we have the security issues that and political instabilities that come from time to time. So uh, we decided to uh, change from that uh, boutique car rental that serves. Uh, uh, it still is a boutique car rental, but we changed the the focus from retail to growing corporate, especially when we grew with the NGOs and uh, mainly. This is how it started. So we ended up selling our Range Rovers in 2011 and our Mercedeses and those vehicles uh, after the GCC uh, started banning uh, their uh, residents to come to uh, Lebanon and uh, decided that and we, we struggled a lot and this I remember 2011 was the worst year we've had in advanced. This was one of the years where we had uh, losses, like we were in the reds. And at some point, there were discussions of maybe we should shut down. Right. And my father uh, was pretty emotional about the brand and he was like, no, 
I remember somebody told me, don't beat a dead horse. خلاص, give up. But he was completely against that. And uh, we started, uh, so we, start, we, we got rid of uh, the luxury vehicles and we, 2011 also was the start of the Syrian crisis. So I had identified that the NGOs are back and focused the business on SUVs on the on SUVs and then I was looking okay what what were we doing all that time and we we live in a country with a lot of instability so we need to have uh, 70% of our business uh, in corporate 30% in retail how did i come up with that ratio it's simple we Lebanese this is how we make our drink ara is 30% ara 70% water so it just came up like this and when i applied the numbers they worked you can you can create a you know a marketing theory or financial theory that's but, coming but, from something extremely basic but concrete that makes sense that's very sensible it makes absolute sense and then then when i pitched it to the banks and i made i always make this joke when i pitched it to the banks and t told them that actually the split is 70-30 like the Ara split when I showed them the numbers I showed them that actually it covers GNA so the company can run without any cars and retail if uh, God forbids of course if, uh, if this happens so when the pandemic come, came Our also we were we didn't only have the pandemic we also had an economic meltdown. So during that time, uh, retail business uh, got hit by 80%. percent. But we were also we were able to uh, survive because of the corporate accounts we had and the business from the NGOs that had increased, given the economic uh, meltdown and after. Uh, Uh, the pandemic also they they need they um, some uh, some NGOs had uh, to increase their fleet in order to be able to do the social distancing they needed more vehicles because they were able to use less people in one car oh yeah okay and also the the NGOs development came also with the Syrian war, I think in, yes, in yes, Lebanon yes. you have a lot of immigrants yes, from yes, Syria. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so with the, the, okay, after so the war with Israel, now they came with yes, the war with Syria. So it's interesting how uh, the, I, uh, how I identified the opportunity uh, of the NGOs with the Syrian refugees was that actually uh, okay. So it was I was watching the news and I was seeing. I was uh, that a lot of refugees are coming to uh, an area in the north called uh, uh, if, wait is something I can't remember now. So a lot of immigrants were coming to a place in the no uh, in the north. So I opened the map and I see where the where that uh, entry point or entry point is, and I look at where's the closest big village or city to that point and it was Kubayat so uh, I uh, take the car and go to Kubayat which is like a three hours drive and uh, I also understand how they function 
so um, I went to uh, the Red Cross Center because the Red Cross would know where the NGOs would be and I asked you know, those uh, people providing humanitarian aid uh, to the refugees where are they based and they told me that uh, they told me where the building was and it's the same story here, like in the south I go to where we had saved the children already there and Médecins Sans Frontières which were always our clients Save the children were our clients up until we lost them last year uh, amicably they found a better uh, price that we couldn't match if we wanted to keep our uh, standard so, of yeah. service so uh, I, I went and saw the parking lot and it's the same story you would see that actually they were like maybe in a parking lot of 60-70 vehicles maybe 6 or 7 advanced and four or five months it. later it, it, uh, we, we took, this is where the, I got the, the, you know, it's a few months after that incident in 2012 where I was told you know, you should stop growing and to to um, to come back to the uh, to the IT part, uh, the implementation of Rentway arrived like 2015, 2016. 2006, 2016, I signed the agreement. We started. We did the training in February 2000. No, oh, voilà. no, 2016. We started the implementation. I started. I uh, signed the agreement in November 2015. And how was the 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 impact on your activity to have such an integrated and, uh, and complete uh, the, set of the uh, first features? Year, the first year, the first year wasn't that great. It's like you were giving, uh, I gave that example, uh, that was, uh, if you want to talk about the failure, this year we lost so much, the year we switched. Because it, of what inter resistance, difficulty, resistance, for, difficulty uh, for people of your staff. Yes, uh, not accepting, not accepting the, not trusting, uh, not trusting something that you cannot see, because the computations are happening in, uh, in the processor, not on the Excel sheet. But uh, also, so the example is if if you give is is as if you gave me a Formula One car and expect me to uh, do a fast slap from the first time. You no, know, the yeah. system is amazing. Yet we need you need to master it. So that was uh, that was tricky in the beginning. But uh, a year later, it uh, showed up. Uh, you know, when we when we got a hold of the system things became much better and the, 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 the growth in uh, numbers with the same vehicles was, uh, I remember retail, we made a growth by 30% in retail from between the first year of Frontway and the second. And how come? You were, you because were more we started using uh, the dynamic pricing and much no, more. No, no, no. It was only because uh, the bookings were not centralized anymore. Anyone could book. So you had like ah, your, okay. your people processing requests were much faster. We have, we, we, we currently have six CSOs, uh, customer service officers. And back then we had six CSOs. 
but six CSOs that needed uh, the validation of one uh, reservation uh, agent were six, ex six CSOs having instantly uh, the reservation confirmation gives them way more uh, power uh, of uh, service serving more efficiently plus the fleet is much more optimized when you use a proper booking system mm -hmm. yet use the proper revenue management uh, <laughs> mindset and system and you know that when you you were discussing about the the, the resistance of, of changing the system um, at Wheel, we, we face it regularly, for sure, and that's the reason why, uh, uh, in 2001, I decided to, to stop really doing a training, like on a regular way, you come for a week or two, and then that's it, and you leave. Because I know that on the long run, it does not, it does not work. We need to give time to people to digest, to understand, but also to adapt it to their context, and that takes we like it or not, it takes months, sometimes a year for people, for a year, because it's difficult, they make their resistance, they don't want to, they don't understand, and uh, uh, it's, it could be scary for some time. So we, 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 we call it our transformation process because yes, it's a transformation in the mind first, and then in the habits, in the culture. Well, if we're talking about uh, the, the, yield, the yield management, definitely, I think this is the best way of doing it because you need to you need to uh, share the experiences the users are having uh, in order to help them out to understand the situations more. It's, I think definitely it's in the case of yield management. It's because you 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 need to change the mindset exactly, and with the number of data they have suddenly. They said, oh, maybe what we are doing for the past years or decades sometimes. It's, it, it's not that it's not good. It's like it could be better. As you said, suddenly when you implement Rentway, you have seen La From Jeep Misoff, you have seen the big increase. You did not really change, but the power of the system to, to confirm quicker and to answer to the request made naturally you made more business. And optimizing, uh, optimizing pricing and uh, uh, being able to analyze a big amount of data and get uh, for decisions also helps a lot in uh, in, uh, in in optimizing the business actually and what is for you uh, 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 you know you you talked about um, earlier when uh, you had more time because you were not able to grow. You start uh, the scuba diving. Yeah. And now, uh, after maybe 10 years of yeah. scuba diving around, uh, you are an instructor. So you reach a lot of steps. I don't know how, how, how difficult it is, but uh, um, do you make any relation between the way you have learned, the way you have uh, uh, mastered your, your, your graduation in, in scuba diving versus the way you have also improved the, your company, how you get, become more detail-oriented, more computerized, more uh, uh, optimized. Is there any, any link on that? Or how did you maybe implement some learnings the, you got the, from the, the scuba the, diving into your business? The, the scuba diving instructor uh, course gave me uh, 
gave me more insights on uh, how to provide trainings actually and um, so the the ability to to to, to you know you know uh, i'm i'm supposed to give i'm supposed um, i need to give lessons and i need to ensure that the information is being conveyed properly and i need to explain how everything you know like uh, each sessions the objectives how it's done and then the conclusion and know how to ask the questions in order to make sure that uh, the scuba students understood what i was saying and they were listening so that mindset i didn't have it before but uh, once i've done the once i've done the and you know in uh, scuba it's very structured because there is security life security there's, there's life security uh, and there's literally you have to be very very uh, meticulous about uh, the numbers you give uh, especially when you know there are things that are extremely uh, security sensitive so this formation uh, helped me a lot in, uh, in uh, how to uh, do presentations and uh, convey uh, uh, co convey messages to the team when needed actually and and you you saw the impact for your team because you said that your your team is a is an old team so people sometimes are stay with you for a long time yeah they they, they, they you felt you, you really uh, you were able to see the impact on this new change of teaching this new way of learning for your team um, y yes because now so the team is bigger now and uh, in order to maintain the the flow of uh, you know, the, the the unity the uniformity of the service you definitely need to be able to convey the messages to everyone so i think th this helped a lot mm -hmm. we we um used to to oh, please please there go. is the meditative side of uh, scuba diving that's actually uh, helped a lot because this disconnection refreshes your mind. So you're all, you know, whenever I go on a scuba diving trip, when I come back, my mind is very clear. So I can, I, I feel it. I identify opportunities much easier because there's no clutter. Uh, I uh, tend to, I get the chance to look at things from outside before diving back in the, the the business or the daily work this helps a lot you know having a hobby in general i think helps a lot right, right, right. At, uh, we used to say you know that knowledge knowledge is a, a basic formula of times the time you will dedicate and the yeah. attention you're going yes, to yes, dedicate yes. And, and for sure as there is a life uh, in danger uh, when you do scuba diving uh, necessarily normally the students are paying a lot of attention yeah. uh, and what we see sometimes in the business that a lot of people are continue to apply their habits and their reflex and they don't necessarily spend a lot of attention and time in order to see okay how can I improve how can be better uh, and I, how many dives you made like right now you have 1,000? Uh, around 1,000. 1,000. So 
the experience also with a lot of situation you have made, you have went through, uh, certainly also is a, is a way to improve always and to use those reflex and what you have learned as a, what during True. your instruction uh, graduation. The, f the first 600 were in the first three years. Oh, wait. <laughs> and you were an AV one. 2012 right. till 2015, I think I have, 2012-2016, there are at least 600. Right. So you really dedicate a lot of time. Almost every day. Here the weather is beautiful. And then travel, so when you travel, you do three, four dives a day, so that helps a lot. Okay. You know, that increases the... Um, what are for you the, the value you try to share as a human, as a, as a man? Do you have some, some, some values specifically that you try to apply on your day-to-day -day life, but also share with your, your team that are more important than some others, that are kind of guidelines for you that are extremely strong? Yeah, okay, so I, I can't think of one, but uh, the... Yeah, it's good. That's the, 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 main, the main thing, that, that the main drive is always try, you know, try to uh, you, you know the way drive you happy mm -hmm. this is uh, this 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 is kind of reflection of I like to have people happy around me as a person so I think this this is a reflection uh, this is reflected in the business as well and uh, as I as I said before I we take this uh, very seriously and we try as much as possible not to have one unsatisfied client really go above and beyond for that mm -hmm. like I've, I've I know I've I don't think this applies uh, this is a this this is applied to to this extreme anywhere else but you know, to think about it, this is the the thing that I check the most. I check customer satisfaction index more than uh, the the bottom line of the business. That's how important this is. Right. A a review doesn't stay more than two hours without me being uh, have seen have seen it already. You know, you know when somebody leaves a review. It might take, uh, you, you get no notification from Google, Google that somebody reviewed you. But it's very rare that it stays more than two hours and I haven't seen that yet. This is how much I check. Anyway. So that's one. Another one, I think, and uh, the, there's a lot. So um, I don't, um, if, if I think it, I don't know if it's philanthropy, but uh, you know the urge to help others, and that uh, that's also reflected and advanced very well. So or the empathy, empathy more empathy. than phila uh, philanthropy, empathy. maybe empathy. Yeah. And uh, so in in advanced, it's reflected in uh, it's it's social responsibility as a brand, and that's one thing that we we take. Uh, uh, very seriously and I think this is one one of the reasons 
that makes uh, the team that connected with the brand is that they're proud of it. You know, we've in uh, we've planted over the over thirty thousand trees so far. Now we are uh, we had stopped for two years, but now we're uh, getting back at it. <clears throat> We've uh, had several initiatives uh, over the years, uh, like during COVID, we provided our vehicles uh, to the nurses. Nurses who didn't have vehicles and there was no public transportation during COVID. So we gave uh, our vehicles for free to the nurses in order to, so they can go uh, to the hospital and back to home. The hospital and back home without putting their uh, partners at risk or um, they, they had no choice, there were no uh, public transportation. We called it Sayaratna uh, Elkon, uh, Our Cars Are Yours, the, the campaign. And then uh, we did another one that was uh, uh, after the Beirut port explosion. Uh, it was labeled under drive your helping hand so anyone who wanted to send food uh, supplies uh, medicine to uh, ground zero where uh, the area that was most affected we would use our shuttle services our mini buses to do so and we made like a hotline where you, anyone who wants to send something can call this number and uh, we will dispatch the vehicle in order to pick up whatever we need to pick up and drop it off uh, and so that was one uh, road safety we worked with a local NGO and we still do uh, we provide uh, defensive training uh, defensive driving training to all our uh, corporate customers those uh, the, the money what does it mean defensive uh, okay so in, Le in Lebanon uh, okay so in Lebanon uh, uh, we uh, uh, we uh, provided this, this course defensive driving which uh, kind of uh, teaches uh, t teaches people on how to drive uh, as safe as possible in order to avoid any accident despite the fact that the roads are not in great condition okay yeah so um, and all our drivers are certified in uh, defensive driving as well the the money uh, that we pay for the course because the course is provided by the NGO uh, helps the NGO in providing uh, more awareness about road safety uh, uh, don't drink and drive you know promoting uh, mm -hmm. road safety in order to make the roads more secure um, what is your your uh, your method do you have any particular method to to learn to continue to progress do you have uh, uh, I tend to uh, read a lot of articles actually related to uh, things of things that interest me like for instance uh, for instance i always try to see what's happening in the 
car rental markets uh, abroad, uh, trends, uh, systems, uh, new systems, uh, new technologies, and how uh, they can uh, affect, you know, how, how we can relate to them. For instance, and now, uh, okay, so there's the hype about uh, chat GPT. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to, Kind of how I'm gonna incorporate this in advanced. So my first question with ChatGPT was, uh, who's the best car rental in Lebanon? And I didn't like the answer. <laughs> and I think the answer is wrong. <laughs> so I think we need to teach ChatGPT about uh, advanced and uh, we're working on it. And I'm still trying to see how it works. Mm. You know, intelligence artificial uh, needs training anyway. Uh, uh, machine learning means to learn and the system learns by itself because they have their own way of computing yeah. but anyway they need to learn and I was reading an article uh, this morning re regarding uh, chat GPT and the way they've, they've they said it in order to learn not to fail into the trap of those um, um, uh, big negative things around you know uh, Hitler uh, ped pedophilia we say yeah. pornography and all these mm. things in fact, this, this company, OpenAI, they use um, people in Kenya, like, like they, they were like um, experts in doing it, in order to train the system not to use all these words that are in the world, this magma of, mm. of, uh, of text, and use them in order to, 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 to have, I don't know, to have a, a chat GPT output that could be negative or could be used with you know the complotism racism yes, yes. Uh, yeah. pedophilia pornography yeah, yeah. etc that was a uh, yes because the the system it does not do the difference between what is good and what is bad only the human knows so that that's difficult they, they will use a number of words that have been uh, displayed and if unfortunately there are a lot of negative it will become the the natural uh, answer and I'm also trying to I continuously follow up. So when it comes to technology, I'm definitely not the expert, but I try to follow up closely on the people that are experienced in that matter in order to make sure that they are aware and they are improving. For instance, an example that was uh, two days ago. So again, I asked ChatGPT who the best car rental was and uh, he started listing the big names and uh, that they operate also in Beirut, but you know, not identifying one in particular. Uh, Alexa, on the other hand, a few years back, you would ask her, what's the best car rental in Lebanon? And it will automatically answer you advanced. So I asked Alexa again. She started, she had a similar answer as ChatGPT, the, the multinational brands. So I checked with the person in charge of SEO. I'm like, Alexa used to know that advanced is the best. Yeah. What happened? He's like, yes, Shadi, they changed the algorithm and we're working on it. And I'm like, uh, I was still in South Africa. And one of the things I do check a lot is uh, our position, our organic position on search engines. And I was like, we've went down uh, two, uh, two we lost two positions. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm called the guy again. I'm like, and also we lost two positions. Yes, yes, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm working on it. So, and I keep pushing, pushing him to 
to to change or to in order not to fall behind in any way. So mainly it's follow up and just keeping an eye on what's happening around. Aye. Being curious and open-minded. Open yes. Mind. The, the, I think it's an open mind and accepting uh, accepting criticism mm -hmm. without uh, without defense. We come to the to the end of our interview now. The, and uh, the, the classical question is if you look backwards and if you would see Shadi at the teenage, like 18, 20, before you, when you were under this graduation or the, your, 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 your lycée studies, would you have given him, a, would you give him a particular advice? Um, yeah. Don't waste your time with engineering. You move straight to uh, marketing, get a minor in math. <laughs> because I think that's what 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 I use the most uh, if I, from a professional level is uh, the calcul the, the incredible amount of calculus courses I took and uh, the marketing. Yeah, but you are still really oriented to this techno part because mm -hmm. of this open-minded. You know that how important it is, and uh, so it was <clears throat> something in your. In your body, in your yeah, DNA, that, uh... that definitely. I don't know. I, I like I like technology. I like technology. Uh, I like gadgets. I like uh, having a performing phone, uh, a good sound system. You know. Um, would you have any any book to recommend that maybe that was um, in your? I started one time. very interesting uh, recently. It's called Big Data. Big data. Yes. Okay. From uh, from who? I don't remember. I'll send it to you. Though. Okay. Cool. Uh, yes. Again, it's to know what is going on with this uh, this AI and. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's recent. It's a, it has been recently uh, released, and it's all about the amount of data in. Uh, so there's a huge amount of data available in so many areas but that's not being explored mm -hmm. however if you explore it so many you could change so many things and optimize optimize so much and i think also what will become very soon so important is in the medical um, system medical care uh, identifying something much earlier thanks to the techno than the guy with his eyes even though he's um, tired or he's thinking about something else and uh, can maybe not see while a machine is totally cold, you know, it's just algorithm. They check a radio, they check uh, something or X-ray, and they will identify maybe something at an early stage that can be cured very early, much earlier than mm -hmm. at the time that a, a human so, can see it with his eyes or her eyes. So, yeah. One of the nice guy. One of the speaking of um, how uh, analyzing data helps a lot. So. You, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm the Garmin watch. It, it analyzes uh, heart rate, heart rate, uh, oxygen level, heart rate variation, and um, it it kind of started giving me uh, the it's putting me on the right track when it comes to being healthy. Because whenever I uh, excessive uh, excessive drinking or uh, excessive eating or anything it just changes the 
De, you know, the, 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 my my the health rating yeah. score goes down, ah, wait, okay. and now I'm always challenged to uh, actually maintain it. Also, maintaining the right amount of exercise during the week, and it tells you. you know, now I'm because the past two weeks I didn't do any cardio, so it's like high uh, high deficiency. And uh, wait, I'm gonna read it. To you. <laughs> so I think it's 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 funny. It's it's on the phone. It's uh, that there is also the uh, this gamification stuff behind. I'm a, I'm a, I really fell into the trap of this uh, gamification of uh, health uh, app of um, of the iOS on the uh, um, iPhone, and say, okay, guys, you moved or you got your 150 calories today. Then the sh you know, if you double, you will get a badge. Uh, you can get a reward and this kind of thing. I have this on also. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. it. That's it. Actually, my unfortunately, I'm in flight mode. I cannot see them now. But the 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 idea is, you know, you, you know, it tells you careful. Your uh, you didn't do enough uh, cardio this week. That's right. Oh, they are super good. As long as we we, we 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 like this gamification, but it's a fantastic tool also to push people more into uh, improving and uh, yeah. and. and uh, I think for the business as well, in some techno, like the tool we have at WeYield, uh, there is a lot of possibilities in order to track and see how people can continue to improve uh, by spending more time and analyzing more in-depth uh, the details. Because as you said, um, it was something extremely basic when you started, but little by little, you could continue to grow. Even though you had a bad rating from the bank, you can continue to grow because you change and you start to optimize and dig into the detail with your coach, uh, Jamil Samani, that's right, yeah. that's the guy. Say, no, no, it's not an ending story. You can continue to do differently. You can continue to uh, to be more precise in order to generate more uh, more performance. So um, that was uh, that was good. Do we follow you on somewhere? Are you on the in the various uh, social yes. networks, LinkedIn, Instagram, or? Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay, are you on all? Yeah. Okay, cool. Not on I TikTok. TikTok. I'm I'm reluctant, and I'm starting to feel maybe I'm starting to age. But you know, Facebook, for for instance, when when it I, I think Facebook was launched in 2007, right? Um, afterwards, because the 2007 was the launching of the iPhone, so I would say eight, maybe something like this. Seven. All right, seven. You're sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I'm sure. Okay, right. Because I was among the, I think I was among the first few. Yeah. Even the advanced car page on Facebook was maybe the like. Definitely, I was the first car rental in Beirut with a with a with a with a current with a Facebook page, and Instagram account. I'm I'm just checking and I'm fact checking. In fact, it was Facebook company has been created in 2004. So yes, eventually maybe yeah. they open it to uh, to something brighter but i think the uh, yes when he was at uh, mark zuckerberg was in uh, in uh, in harvard so uh, uh but definitely yes the 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 the, the starting and the, the the ramping up with, yeah, with the iphone and uh, yeah, yeah. the development of mobile app yes okay um thank you for your time uh, um shadi it was super interesting and uh, i i know more also your history and uh, uh, the, 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 I understood also how the 
now you're, you're, it's not an, an interest, it's really like you really go into the details of analysis and try to understand and uh, um, the success of revenue management that we see is really dedicated to the, the time spent, especially from the top, let's say when the GM is, is really involved into this, it generates uh, great results when it's uses like a gimmick and something doesn't don't really care. No output we, will be generated. We, uh, we, uh, we are seeing excellent results actually now. And I believe we will, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's like my baby now. I'm, I'm happy with it. Thank you very much, Shady. You're welcome. <coughs> Salut. You reached the end of the Revenue Machine podcast. I hope you enjoyed this moment of sharing ideas and tips. Give us a five star if you liked it. That's the only way to be seen in the Magmouth podcast. You can also forward this podcast to two other people you love. Wheel Team is available to help car rental operators who are frustrated by the data they have and the data they would like to have. But also the one who wants to be guided along their revenue transformation process. Contact us. Bye bye.